Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Thanks to our friends at Law Terrain Watches for sponsoring the Time to BS podcast, BS Sessions. Get a sweet deal at LawTerrain.com using the promo code Time to BS for a free compass with the purchase of any select timepiece. That's time, the number two, at capital BS at LawTerrain.com. how you doing <laughs> what's up man glad uh, to uh finally uh, be on a podcast with you i think the last one was what a few years ago so roughly, i'm um, happy to be here years ago yeah a couple years ago it's uh oh man welcome to bs sessions i believe this is the first time you've done this no second man second i okay i came on your pod a long time ago no, but like this is the first time you did BS sessions. You did you did time to BS maybe and the sports game maybe year, like three years ago. So this is the yeah, first yeah. in a while. Yeah. All right, all right. I see you rebranded there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> had to have some <laughs> had to have some fun, you know. I mean, that's what you gotta do. I mean oh, so what's new? I mean, you you and Nick started let's give a backstory. So you and Nick started U Stadium. How long ago? 
a long time ago, brother. So uh, the initial idea we came out with at the end of uh, 2012, but um, at that point we were really sports media event, social media focused. So fast forward, let's say two, three years from 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 12, we uh, we started really focusing on the sports tech side of things. So um, yeah, man, it's been it's been like eight years. Um, doing new stadium but for the last i would say three to four years we've been really app focused uh, tech focused uh we're not doing events like you know you've been to in the past so uh, we sort of backburnered a lot of the media brand uh stuff that we used to do and we're more focused on the tech thing so um yeah that's uh, Nick, Nick and I before that, we uh, we did a sports blog together. We did a, a, a live streaming Jets show called Flight 5. So we have some experiences even before you stadium. So I've been working with Nick way too damn long, man. <laughs> we're talking about over 10 years at least. How often does it make you want to punch him, punch him in the face? <laughs> uh, like three, four times an hour. Is that good? <laughs> no, Nick's great, man. Nick's great. No, we, uh we have a respectful re- working relationship, but we're also really good friends. So that's um, good. That's good. And you guys are, you guys are from here, like you, not from the island, but you are from New York, in particular, though. Yeah, yeah, from Westchester County. So we're both from West Harrison, New York, which is off of near White Plains. That's basically in White Plains. So it's you know in Westchester, New York area. We okay. Nick still lives in Westchester. I live in uh, I live in the city now. So. Uh, we still obviously meet up every once in a while, get work done, but we uh, well, do yeah. a lot of our work remotely also. Yeah. I remember when I first met you, uh, when I first met you in person, it was at the, God, I think it was the, tw- I think it was the year Daniel Jones got drafted. Yeah, it was the Kyler Murray draft, uh, the Kyler Murray draft party in Manhattan. Was that at Dave and Buster's? No, it was, uh, it wasn't at Dave and Buster's. It was at a... God, it was a bar bacon. It was bar bacon. Yeah, oh, it was. It was bar. Yeah, so you, so you came bar with bar bacon. bacon. Yeah. I have my loaf with the two jersey and my and my ex girlfriend at the yes. time wearing her Rob Gronkowski jersey, and the whole bar was just booing the shit up. Right? I said, <laughs> 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 I wore my Jets jacket that I'm wearing right now. I should have wore that to be at peace with you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, you're lucky you made it out clean that night, man. Let me tell uh, you. Well. I'm lucky she made it out clean. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a fun night, man. About, like your journey as a whole, because I could imagine that you you probably could have pictured that you guys have gotten this big in such a short time. Yeah, you know, man, I I still think of us as a growing startup in many ways, dude. Like we've done a lot. We we've grown a significant amount. Um, we still have a lot more to go and that's from, uh, what we want to do with the app, what we want to do with and potentially events again, uh, some of our ideas and marketing. So I appreciate the love, man, and the support. And you've, uh, you know, you've been a fan of ours and, and, and on the app and a supporter from day one. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll always love you for that, man. Thanks. Um, uh, but yeah, and like you know, we we've worked hard, man, and and we've been doing this for quite some time, um, and we've we've achieved some success. But we still have, you know, we still have a lot more to go. We want to start really uh, expanding operations into some other sports, but we need to finish up some things on the ground. But I do appreciate it, man. I I really do. 
You're slack on your hockey. <laughs> Big time. You're slack on your hockey. That's why. Hey, we're, we're, I'm always down for some hockey uh, convos. I won't know what the hell's going on or I won't get into them. But, I mean, uh, people on the app seem to like it. The late night hockey crew that goes on there. I know you're yeah. part of it in Jack. So, I, I I mean, you guys, you guys start facilitating that community. I, I'm down for it. I just don't know what the hell's going on. Well, get some knowledge then, man. <laughs> Hey, there's a there's there's only a certain amount of, of time sometimes, and I feel like some sports just for some whatever reason they just don't vibe with me. No, I, I, hockey seems to be I one of them. I completely respect that. I do. I mean, it's ultimately your choice, man. Ultimately, it's your choice, and you can't let the Islanders or the Rangers bring you down like the Jets already do. So, <laughs> well, dude, last year I tried to watch that Islanders game. What game was it? That game was it a game seven? It was. I mean, it was this year? But what was that? That game seven the Islanders were in was was. Uh, it was game seven against Tampa Bay in the yes. first finals. That game was hot trash. What? That was that was a game when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this game. I'm gonna wanna you know engage on my hockeyness and see what. Uh, uh, you know, this sport's all about, let me get all pumped about it. And I was, I was disappointed, dude. I ended up watching, I think, I don't know if the Yankees were on or whatever else was on in the background, but I was watching whatever was else was on over, over that game. So I'm just, just being honest, bro. So let me get this straight. You're into, you're not into the whole defensive style of play. You're more into like high scoring or something like that. Okay. I see how it is. <laughs> no, man, listen, I appreciate it. The thing is, when you don't understand a sport and you haven't played a sport yeah. and you don't un- under, you know, you don't really follow it or know the intrinsics behind just how difficult the game is. It's tough to really appreciate those defensive games. It's like, it's like a casual baseball fan. They're not going to appreciate a one, nothing game, even if Cole is pitching mass masterfully versus whomever, you know, but uh, it, it, it's you, 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 you're a real fan. I'm not. That's that's the difference. And I'm just I'm I'm always gonna like more of a shootout as being a casual hockey guy. So. Yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. I mean, so much so I'm getting the uh, the logo of the Islanders on my on my bicep next week. So, I'm, oh no, are you? I yes. I'm I'm getting the Islanders logo on one bicep and the Seahawks logo. This is gonna be like maybe another year or two. I'm getting the the Seahawks logo on the other bicep. Nice. Oh, where do you get your tattoos from? I know you're a big tat guy. Yeah. So I go to a little shop in Blue Point up here on the island um, called Devil's Roast Tattoo. Small little tattoo shop, but they take care of me well. They take care of me when I take care of them. Nice. So um, I don't know how big you are into the whole mental health game, but uh, uh, I'm but time to be as just starting to uh, – Get get into big mental health discussions. So it's a very touchy subject for obvious reasons, but people don't like to talk about it. I don't understand why. So I want to get your view on it, and then I'll ask more questions so I can so I can get to know uh, your stance on it a lot more. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Well, I don't actually believe in mental health. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not funny at all. Um, no, I actually had a conversation uh, earlier with someone about this. I think it's an issue that everyone deals with. And I think certain people hide it. Certain people, um, 
you want to ignore it. Uh, but I think it's a, uh, I think it's a topic that is a bit taboo and um, it's starting to open up, which is important. I do think, I mean, to get deeper into this, if you look at American society, for example, versus let's say society in Italy, People in Italy, regardless of whatever age they are, they go down to the local piazza or the square and they instantly are engaging others, talking, BSing, time to BS, you know, Um, they make time to BS. Literally, they go to have a coffee, they take a walk, they play cards, you're constantly engaging people. Now, compare that to the United States culture. Most people live in the middle of, 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 of a town where there's not much interaction community at all. If you do have, you know, if you do have um, a, a city environment like I do here in Manhattan, you go to coffee shops and people are either on their computer or, for example, there's this older gentleman I see all the time who's constantly, you know, he has a book in his hand, but he's just really at the coffee shop to engage people. But and he's he's not reading the book. He's basically doing what doing what, what LeBron does. He's on page one all the time, you know. But yep. basically, the issue is we're not engaging people enough in this country, and it's a validation to who you are as a person when you talk to someone, when you have a conversation, when you laugh, when you're vulnerable, when you're you know getting deep on a topic. It makes you feel good about being a human, about having a soul, and that gets really thrown on the back burner in this country and you see people, you know, it's like I go to the coffee shop with a group of people. I am, uh, you know, on my computer doing work. I go to the bar. It's to get drunk and get laid or something. I mean, those are like the two social environments we have. It's not like that in a lot of countries around the world. People go down to the piazza, have a pizza and just have conversations with people. And that's what you see mental health in the U S specifically is a very, uh, is a sleeping giant. Um, and, uh, it's it's something that um, it it needs to be addressed, and people try to take medications with it, and I'm sure some work and some don't. Um, but I don't think that's the foundational solution. I think the way we've set up our communities and whatnot need to change, and I think uh, people need to just have conversations more often. They need to be more less focused and selfish minded about what's my plan Z, where I when I go do something for you know, rather than. Uh, you know, let me just have a conversation with some random person. Um, so I think that is super important. Um, but on the other end, the United States is a, uh, is, is a country where there's all these different cultures. So it tends to be difficult if you live in a town. Um, let's say you live in Brooklyn, where there's you literally or Queens, where I used to live. There's 200 different languages spoken in Queens. It's the one of the most diverse places in, in the world. Uh, it's tough to say, oh, well, where am I going to go? Am I going to go to Steinway where hookah and hanging out is a thing? I may not be used to that, so I don't go there. I might try to go to my community, but it might not exist. So it's difficult when you have all these cultures in, but I do think we can do a more conscious job of just talking with people and seeking out the help, speaking with someone, uh, you know, when time is needed. Um, so, yeah, that's like a real freaking in-depth answer but i mean it's just how i feel about it honestly yep it doesn't help when you're a jet fan too (laughs) no yeah when you're a jet fan you don't want to talk to anyone about about anything no for 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 four months oh my god (laughs) just want to deal with the pain of being a jet fan (laughs) 
Oh my God, man, this team is just gets gets worse and worse by the year. Listen, we're we're, we're at ten years it. now without a uh, without a, a playoff appearance, which is most so, in the NFL active. So, I think I I think I posted this maybe around when the season ended last year. I think I I think I said it would be a mistake for the Jets to trade Sam Darnold now. I mean, I do root for the Jets when they're on, of course, because I'm a New Yorker. But, I mean, how do you feel about Sam Darnold being 3-0, your former protege, uh, being 3-0 with the Carolina Panthers? And do you think the Jets made a mistake so far? All right, so first off, I, I don't think Sam Darnold's as good as people think. Right now, I think that offense is legit. I mean, you look at DJ Moore, maybe one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL, top 10 wide receiver, mind you. Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, for a quarterback out of the backfield catching balls and whatever, he's the best running back in the NFL. Um, They have Robbie Anderson. They're well coached. They have a pretty solid O-line. Sam Darnold has all the help now that makes his stats look as gaudy as they are right now, which they are. Now, I think he's decent. Like, I think he's an average to above average quarterback, ceiling maybe at Kirk Cousins' level. Um, He was not going to work with the Jets. Why? Our roster sucks, man. Have you seen – look at – even go to last year, last year's roster. You cannot get a group of worst, like, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. Just I've never seen – such bad quality uh, 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 pieces. And now they tried to fix that with Corey Davis and, you know, uh, drafting Elijah Moore um, and Mims, you think is a year more, you know, a year advanced. So it's like, it looks sort of better than it did last year, but our running backs and tight ends, I mean, we have nobody. Um, So, I mean, uh, like I I challenge if, you know, whoever's listening, if you have time, go and try to look at who has, a be- who has a worse running back tight end roster of players than the Jets do right now. And then I challenge you to do the same with literally running back wide receivers and tight ends from last year. Darnold didn't stand a chance. Zach Wilson, I feel bad for him because he's being thrust into a situation where he doesn't know what the hell is going on being a rookie and his game is so much about how he improvises and extends plays and stuff. Well, you're doing that without knowing how these, how fast these players are yet. Cause you're a rookie and you're, you're, you're putting the ball up there for guys. I can't make plays. I mean, Corey Davis, I like him, but as a two receiver, like he, how many drops are you going to have? Look at every, look at half the interceptions Wilson has because these guys are just dropping balls right through their hands. I mean, it's, Wilson can't let it get to him. He's got to keep doing what he's doing. If he leads the league in interceptions, you move on to, to the next year, and the media can go suck one um, in the fans too, honestly. And we just need to let the kid develop the way it is right now because what I had said initially was bench him, not bench him, sit him for the year. They might – they honestly, if, if perfect world, they would sit him right now for the rest of the year and let him learn, but that's another, that's, that's another situation. You sit him for the year – let him learn. We're not going to win more than five or six games. Sign Flacco to another year. Bring in Nick Foles. Bring in Trubisky. Bring in whoever you want. Have a competitive-ish 
kind of roster or, 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 or season and move on and, and let the kid develop. And, and maybe you'll be able to make a run in three, four years. This quick fix solution is desperation by Jeff fans is freaking insanity. dude. Oh, and I see it all the time. And I want to strangle every single one of them because they don't know patience. <laughs> None. None. Zero, I, man. Oh, thank, thank you. I finally, someone who understands his, you're not. Ne- you're never going to be the Yankees. You are not the Yankees, and will never be the New York Yankees. Yeah, man. I mean, the Yankees being in town doesn't help. Obviously, nope. I mean, it doesn't help the Mets. I mean, look at the Mets. The Mets are basically the MLB version of the Jets. Um, not as bad. Uh, not as bad. I don't know. I mean, the Mets have at least been to three World Series appearances in the last thirty in the last forty years. True. You're right. You're so right. That. Yeah. Different that. Going back to the mental health discussion that I've been dying to ask you about, um, people obviously want to talk about, oh, the rise of mental health is a huge issue, especially with the, with the pandemic still going on. Um, but one side of things that hasn't been really talked about has been the rise in men's mental health in particular. It's, I mean, do you have any stories that you would like to get out um, or your personal opinion on men's mental health and how it's just being brushed to the side. Well, yeah, what I was, I mean, what I was trying to allude to before was I think um, running a startup, we were speaking about you stadium before. I mean, yeah. man, it's lonely. I mean, you, you're constantly wondering why aren't I here? I should be there. Um, you know, you stress yourself out, you might, you know, be, do some, you know, get into some unhealthy habits with food and drinking, whatever else people do in that situation. But it's real for startup founders. I mean, it's very real. It's very lonely. Um, you're constantly up against the wall. You have to manage money. You have to manage uh, metrics for your investors. So, I mean, I've dealt with all that stuff, man. You know, I've, I've had, I've had issues on, on those fronts. So um, you got to kind of figure out what works for you. I think um, talking to people works for me, Um, you know, going to a church of some sort, whether it's, you know, I prefer these non-denominational churches versus maybe ones that are kind of bound to one type of religion. Uh, But I think it's important. I, 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 I I do. I think it's, uh, it's, it's very important. And I think talking to, you know, Everyone's different. Everyone yep. is weird. Everyone is is not unique. And I think society just tries to marginalize everything as being normal or being this or being that. And that's 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 beyond that's besides the truth. So yeah, um, I think yeah. But do you have a story that you would like to share throughout even before the beginning of U Stadium, where you were just like God, my life sucks. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've been through that at all, so that's why I ask. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like, w- when I was doing my blog, I-, I had interviews for Bloomberg. I went on, I think, two Bloomberg interviews, and I I, I-, I-, I messed up badly on the last one. They asked me, like, what, you know, or my third interview, they asked me, what did I want to do? I said I wanted to be a sports reporter and I was going for the analytics department job. I mean, it's like with like a person asked me, so what the hell are you doing here? I said, great question. 
Then I started a blog and this jet show, which made absolutely no money at all, or maybe a hundred bucks a month that Nick and I would split 50, 50, if we were lucky, you know, and it was like, what are we doing? You know, I went to a pretty good school. I, Nick, Nick had some really good connections. I wanted to, you know, go into broadcasting. So, I mean, yeah, dude, you're, you, you feel like your life sucks. You, you sucked, you know, you, you feel, yeah. I still feel like sometimes my life sucks, dude. I mean, like in terms of what I, where I could be or what I could be, you know, where things could be. I mean, we all, uh, that's the problem, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you're never really content. You're always thinking about the next thing, but I think it really matters appreciating where you are and working on getting better step-by-step step and taking those steps. We say it too often and we don't do it often enough. I don't, yeah. you know, so I'm, if, you know, if you have an issue that, you know, you're eating badly or you're drinking, uh, you know, too many times a week, you have to cut it. You have to eat better. You have to force yourself and, you know, you become a creature of habit eventually. And by making better habits, you'll become a better creature or you'll think more clearly. You know what I mean? So yep. what were some uh, lessons that you taught yourself throughout this journey that you, that you'd be willing to share is like, some lessons you taught yourself, whether it was for mental health, physical health, you know, emotional stability. What are some stories that you could share? I will say this. You need an outlet. Um, so for me, going to the gym was an outlet. Talking to my friend Kenny, talking with Nick about stuff is an outlet. You got to be vulnerable. You can't be uh hiding things let it out let it be known it's okay no one's perfect i think has helped me at least stay at even keel uh, if i have an issue that's really getting to me I'll, I'll i'll try an outlet to either get it out verbally to somebody hit the gym um get some extra sleep if i need it go home for the weekend whatever the case may be um do it and and, and be vulnerable uh, don't because what happens is a lot of people guard against um, the perception that they're going to receive by being this or that. And then they implode eventually. Everything yep. just stacks up over time and you're freaking, you know, you've imploded. So has that ever happened to you? You've ever it's, it's happened in smaller stages for sure. I do a pretty good job. I would say, um, of like rolling my emotions on my shoulder. Like if I have an issue with someone or something, or I'm in a funk for like a day or so, like I need to get myself out of it. Like I'll go into drastic overdrive to make sure I get out of it. Um, so I don't let myself kind of stay in these funks for more than maybe, I don't know, a day or so. Um, see, I think you're, uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're back in. Okay, got it. I yeah, know. Sorry about that. I got no, you're cool. Cool. But yeah, yeah so I mean, right. it becomes a, uh, it becomes something that um, you know, constantly are trying to, uh, you're, you know, life's a fight, man. Days are yep. fights, weeks are fights, months are fights, and you know, that's the beauty of it, though. You have to kind of appreciate the journey and put yourself in a position. Where if you win enough or um, of these battles, then you're going to lose a lot. But uh, as you win, just 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 cherish it and move on to the next step and, and, and whatnot. So. Yep, yep. And what has the pandemic 
has the pandemic really taught you that much about mental health or has this has this been lessons that have been taught to you or that you taught yourself years prior to this? I think it's been something that is I've I've kind of learned myself just testing things. Like if I don't react in a certain if I don't go to the gym or talk to let's say Kenny, you know, one of my best friends about things, then I'm going to start feeling I'm going to, you know, I'll start spiraling even more about something. So I need to do that. Uh, I need to go there. I need to speak with this person. So I've always known, or I think the pandemics put things in uh, a more like a greater perspective. Yeah. A more intense perspective. Yeah. Like, like you have to make these decisions. You have to, but um, I, I think at, for the, for the most part, I think, um, yeah, I would say it's something that I've been testing for a bit. Um you know, we have to test ourselves, man. We have to know what works for us and what doesn't. You can't, if you're having issues and you're doing the same thing every freaking day or week, then those issues really aren't going to go away. Yep. Um, they'll just come back at a later time. You got to you gotta test your brain, to put it that way. Yeah, um, and your emotions. Yeah, for sure. Yep. There's um, a quick little story because I understand you're very busy. So we'll, we'll cut, the, we'll make this short. But, um, one story that I would like to tell was there. This is years and years ago, but I got I used to get into a lot of fights in high school sports. Um, I I think I've told this story a few times on the show, but I don't think you know about it. But I was called many mean things, um, hurtful things, and I took a, thank thank goodness this kid was wearing his helmet because. Um, I won't repeat what he said, but I grabbed him by the back of the helmet, just hit him repeatedly against the wall. Um, and my coach at the time pulled me into his office and said, emotions are meant to be controlled. You're like a teapot in a sense, or like a, or like a kettle in a sense. Once that kettle overheats, it's going to come out. Yeah. So the trick that you got to teach yourself is to control the heat, control your emotions. And I've always tried to live my life in that way over the last several years, in fact. Was, I was in rough spots. We all have been in rough spots. But, you know, you you taught yourself your, le- your lessons. You were taught these lessons to control your mental psyche in a sense of that way. Um and I'm glad that you've been able to teach yourself that way, despite everything that's been going the last 10 years with your stadium. And that's huge. Yeah. No, man. No, you're spot on, dude. It's spot on. I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's the controlling the inputs obviously help with, uh, you know, the outputs or help you control at least uh, somewhat of the outputs. So the outputs aren't some, some wild, you know, random outlandish kind of thing that's against your character, you know? So I agree with that. Absolutely, man. I understand. Like I said before, I understand you are a very busy man, of course. So uh, this will be a relatively shorter show um, out there for, uh, for out there for BS sessions. So Frankie, finally, we got a chance to do this. Next time we do this, make sure we'll make sure to have it be a longer show, but 
Thank you for joining us for BS Sessions, Volume 23. Frank, yeah, we'll shake your hand, but we're on a video call, so. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you doing this, man. I really do. No, I appreciate coming on, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll get you on the uh, on the U Stadium Live Network relatively soon. So we got that in the works. But we'll keep people uh, – We'll keep people waiting for that. So, good man, good man. <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, bro.